Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. It's the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, courtesy of the Liverpool Echo. Welcome along, everyone. I'm Patrick Smith, and you join me after Kaoru Matoma's injury-time winner for Brighton knocked Liverpool out of the FA Cup. There were some small positives to take for the Reds, but ultimately they are absolutely nowhere near the level a club the size of Liverpool should be playing at. A side who seemed to be in a truly experimental phase, a shadow of last season's quadruple chasing machine. Anyway, that's enough from me. Let's get the reactions you've all come here for. With the echoes Paul Gorse from the Amex, followed by Jürgen Klopp's press conference and some Liverpool fan reaction. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel. Liverpool's defence of the FA Cup is over after a 2-1 defeat at the Amex Stadium against Brighton this afternoon. It's the uh, second successive defeat of January 2023 for Liverpool here and it's now the... Um, well, Brighton have scored eight goals against Liverpool in their three games so far this season. Uh, Jürgen Klopp surely won't want to come up against Roberto De Zerbi again anytime soon. Um, the Reds looked a little bit better as an attacking force, uh, but that is damning the team with faint praise after what has been a difficult few weeks. Uh, no goals against Chelsea, of course. The one goal against Wolves in the third round replay. Um, that was just something of a wonder goal, but uh, Liverpool looked a little bit better in the final third, particularly in the first half. They looked to get Mohamed Salah in behind um, as often as they could, and the goal came from um, Harvey Elliott, who scored for the second successive round in the FA Cup. Uh, Naby Keita sent Salah away, and Salah played a nice ball in behind for Elliott, who stuck it away with his right foot. Brighton were appealing for a handball from Naby Keita, but that was um, dismissed. Um, it looked like um, Liverpool had finally started to play a little bit more of an attractive game. Of course, that's been um, conspicuous by its absence in recent weeks, which is something we haven't really said too much of a Jürgen Klopp team in, in recent years, but certainly Liverpool have struggled in the final third of late. Um, obviously, injuries to the Oro Jota, Luis Diaz and Roberto Firmino have contributed towards that. But uh, Cody Gakpo, probably his best performance in Liverpool's share to date. He looked sharp at times, uh, looked to carry the ball on the half turn on the halfway line taking it past the likes of Adam Webster and, and Lewis Dunk but uh, it was Dunk who actually uh, got Brighton back into the game Tarek Lamptey's uh, speculative effort from a half cleared corner hit uh, the Brighton defender and wrong footed Alison Becker and the hosts were back in it it was a hard fought second half both teams had chances and it looked for all the world like it was going to be a, uh, a replay for the Reds again and uh, they would have been back up at Anfield for the fourth round replay, but uh, Karo Matoma has uh, settled the game with a stunning piece of skill. Um, the Jap- Japan international was a constant threat down, um, down the left all game, and uh, he's managed to somehow flicker up inside the, the penalty area and stick it past Alison Becker. Joe Gomez attempting to defend it, won't want to see that one again. He turned his back when he perhaps should have just attacked the ball, but it's kind of the way things are for Liverpool at the moment. They suffered their ninth defeat in all competitions, which is Incredible, really, when you think of the 
63 games that Liverpool played last season just a handful of defeats and one of those was to Inter Milan in the Champions League ultimately didn't mean a whole lot as the Reds went through anyway but um, this has certainly been a uh, season to forget and it goes on but only just at the halfway mark the defence of the FA Cup is over the defence of the Carabao Cup ended last month and their hopes of uh, finishing in the top four in the Premier League look uh, distance at best at the moment as they stand ninth in the Premier League, 10 points adrift in fourth place. Um, it really is that kind of season for Liverpool, one to forget, one that Jürgen Klopp probably just wants to end here and now. Of course, the Reds have still got Real Madrid to come in the Champions League in a few weeks' time, but um, right now Liverpool perhaps just need to reflect on what has been a really disappointing season to date and the, uh, how are they going to go about finally um, fixing that and making amends. Doesn't look like it's coming anytime soon. It's another defeat for the Reds at Brighton. It's finished here in the fourth round of the FA Cup. Brighton 2, Liverpool 1. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Jürgen. How, how did you assess your team? Yeah, obviously we, we come here. Um, we came here to to go through the next to the next round with a game in mind a couple of weeks ago, where we, uh, which was pretty much rock bottom of the performances we had um, in my time. Um, so that was better today, much better, but still. In the end, we concede two goals from set pieces, um, and that's <laughs> yeah. So now we close pretty much the gaps where they passed through last time, but uh, around set pieces, that uh, um, that doesn't help. So you have to do different stuff, and that's why we were not close enough to 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 avoid the goal. That's how it is, and that doesn't feel great. Obviously, that's not cool, um, but we have to take it. Sorry, I was just going to say, can you, can you talk a little bit more generally about the belief levels and the confidence? Because you looked like you were in the game and then just slowly it just felt like it was just taken away from you towards the end in those last 20 minutes. We had a different thing. So the setup, I think, from the first half was, was really good. Um, uh, like, um, Cody helped us massively um, with the ball, without the ball in the centre. Um, and uh, Harbour in the left wing defensively we can really use him he's really in there midfield did that um, but when you change then um, that's how it sometimes happens um, obviously for Darwin it's a bit more tricky to, to do all these kind of things he's not used to it um, and we have to work really a lot with him to, to involve him in these moments and against a well-drilled team like Brighton if it if, if it if not all positions work really well together all of a sudden they only play for this one gap as well, they play for one gap better pass the ball through than whoever McAllister or Gross or um, or um, Ferguson turn and from there they go. So we close these gaps for the majority of the time, but they were right, then all of a sudden not that well anymore. Um, but it didn't was not it's not, not that we were that much under pressure. We had our moments as well in, in the in the late period of the game. That's just how football is. Everything opens up a little bit. Um, and again the goal happened. Um, after a set piece, and uh, the, the set piece shouldn't have happened because we could have won that ball in a heading situation already. So it's a little bit, 
Ibu plays now a lot. We can see the situation. I think he could, could have won this challenge um, in the first place, but um, McAllister can get the ball if one happens and ride the ball down without a foul and nothing. And then a little bit later, the things happen how they happen. So, um, yeah, we have still space for improvement. We make steps, but we have to improve. We have to improve further on, and that's that's what we will do. The, the Cups gave you so much last season, Kevin, didn't you? Uh, and how important is it now? How <laughs> difficult is it now to, to kind of lift yourselves again for... Yeah, of course, that's important. Absolutely, absolutely. But I don't think it's now. It's they're very after the game. So to, to lift, to look. I think this is really um, a way you can get knocked out out of a cup competition. If we are in a better situation, um, ten points more in the league or more in the league or stuff like this, and then you lose here at Brighton, you just say respect. What they do is really good. So, but we are obviously in a situation where we constantly we want now to make the the final step, and that, that's why it feels now especially bad in this moment because it didn't happen. But they were again steps in the right direction. I can imagine that nobody wants to hear that anymore. I cannot hear it anymore. But it's still right. It's still right. So that means um, that we have to go from there. You know, next 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 game we have obviously Brighton and Wolves weeks. Um, now we play Wolves again, and um, we will try it there again. And then um, that's how it is. We have to build on these kind of things. We have to improve. We have to do better body language. A couple of boys have to be much better. Um, defending of um, in in the, in the formation has to be better from 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 a few. And um, but then. I think no, no, last last game here we couldn't have won. There's no chance. I was like, okay, well, I was happy that we didn't get, get more. Um, I, I think this today nobody would have been surprised if we win this game. So it's not anything. Oh my God, how did that happen? So that's good, but for today and for the competition, not good enough, and that's why we're out. So Kanati could have had a second yellow card. I just, I, maybe I did. Yeah, yeah, I then, do. But then two minutes later, Fabinho goes in on a horrible tackle yeah. that could easily have been red. I didn't and then see it that. was a bad tackle from your captain to give away the set piece. It seemed like there was a momentum there where you, you were kind of just falling apart. There. That, that, that must worry you as a manager, doesn't it? I don't think that happened now, but, but then you're falling apart. I, 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 that's my job since a few weeks that I have to accept pretty much all the questions you ask and you can you can dig as deep and, and, and left and right as you want. And you have, that's how it is. Maybe if it looks like that from your point of view, uh, we will not fall apart. I can tell you if it looks like that, I'm sorry. Um, Fabinho challenge was no dynamic in, but I, I just saw it once, not the second time. It, I think with dynamic, we can talk about the red card, was more lying and then he hit him. It's not cool. Um, Ibu, I didn't, I didn't really see in the moment, and 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 Robbo, yeah, it's um, late in the in the game. It's nothing to do with falling apart. It's frustration. It's, it's not right to do it. Um, well, against us, teams get constantly yellow cards usually, and nobody asks the opposition manner that these questions. But for us, we are not used to that. We don't you we don't concede usually yellow cards. Um, but. Imagine the boys wouldn't re react at all. I don't like it. I don't want to think that's the right way to do it, and I have to look at twice or maybe three times to, to judge it a little bit better. Um, but in the end, I'm pretty sure um, your assessment or what you made of it is not right. But can be still your opinion, of course. Gentleman in the blue. Jürgen, um, Andy Robertson said uh, just now that you guys wanted a new start at the turn of the year, but if anything, you're getting worse. Is that how, is, do you share that idea? And if so, I think I don't think it makes too much sense that I speak about things which you pick out of a complete. What what else did he say? <laughs> so if he, did he only came out and said, okay, we want a fresh start, but that's uh, that's what we got now, or what what was it? He said we wanted a new start at the turn of the year. If anything, we've been worse. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <are> we, <laughs> 
Um, it's not 100% true, but it's not 100% wrong. So it's of course we want a new start. It's clear when you have to when you come back from a, um, after World Cup break, you you want you want to go for it definitely, um, and it so far it didn't happen properly. That's true, um, but that still means we have to we have to keep working. There's nothing else. There's nothing else to do. Uh, there were good performances today as well. There were good moments in the game. Very good performances in the game. Which is all what you have to build on, and uh, that's what we'll do. Last one for Jürgen. You, know, you mentioned body language from your players in your previous answer. What do you want to see in the next few games? What, what didn't you see today? What didn't I see today? Because yeah, you said you want to see better body language. Yeah, yeah. Players. So what, what do you want to see there? Better body language. <laughs> Well, I suppose by that, what do you mean? Could you expand on that? Why? I was just to say, when I speak about body language and it wasn't okay, next time it should be better. Uh, there's nothing left for, a, for an additional answer, so I'm sorry. Um, look, I'm not over the moon about this performance, but again, the only thing that happened really is we lost against a good side, which we lost two weeks ago in a horrendous game, today was much better. With the performance from today, two weeks ago, I know that would have looked different as well. So there are really steps, but I understand 100%. I don't sit here and what are you talking about? You're not happy with the game. I, I understand 100% where you're coming from, but um, it's just the situation we are in. And you have to, there's no other way, and you know it as good as I do, there's no other way to, than to fight through. If you ever hear a manager sitting in a situation like this, by the way, look, we change that and then you will see against Wolves, that's it. It doesn't, that doesn't go like this. So, um, and that's why we, we keep working 100%. Um, again, I'm very sorry, probably a lot of the fans, our Liverpool fans are from Brighton, so they saw us now in twice in two weeks. They were brilliant, absolutely brilliant again. Um, so we gave, we, today we paid a little bit back, I would say, the score. So a goal, there's all chances. Um, so it was better in the end. One goal is deflected and the other one is in the 94th minute. So that's a, a, a piece of the truth as well. You should not forget that. But still, we are still out. And that's obviously the worst outcome of a game you can, you can have. Um, but from here we can go and we will. Thank you, everyone. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Mike Holt with my review on Brighton 2, Liverpool 1. Expected um, result, expected performance. What more can you say? Um, I'm pretty sure everyone's reviews are predominantly going to be similar after that. It's boring, it's flat, um, it's predictable. I just, I don't, I don't get excited about watching us at the moment. I expect this sort of bland performance coming week in week out at the moment which and you know you, you summarize all that what i've just said there and it's quite sad really um start 11 came out yeah it's mainly expected 11 i suppose i would have liked to see nunez start to be honest um substitutions baffled me a little bit because really in football substitutions are supposed to be done and come at a time when you need them and really to improve the game. And if anything, I think it made us worse. I think it made us slower. Um, so, I mean, those decisions were a little bit questionable from the manager. Um, 
we're just not very good, are we? <laughs> like, there's there's not much more to say. Um, there's, there's never a moment where I think, oh, that you know, that's the turning moment now. Um, and, and we might we might see patterns of play that we're used to and a style that we're, we're used to, but I'm not too sure what the idea is at the moment. Um, Gakpo, I do feel sorry for Gakpo because it feels like he's just, he looks like he's just been thrust in and he doesn't know what to do. Um, he's got no clear identity of playing at the moment. Um, so in that sort of respect, I feel quite sorry for him. Salah and Robertson, for me, were standout Awful performances. Salah doesn't want to beat a man. Um, when he is in a position to score, he's got no confidence. He's laughing when he's missed. Like, what's that all about? It's not, you know, this isn't this isn't a joke that this is how bad we are. Um scary times. Robertson for the second goal, awful defending, just shocking. He's wearing the armband. Yeah, I just don't get it. I'm struggling with it all at the moment. Um I mean, you want any sort of shining lights? I suppose it's just the cup, so it's not the end of the world. But in terms of, you know, we're out of two cups that we won last year now, that's deflating. Um, if you can't already hear that in my voice, I do feel a lot, I do feel very deflated about everything at the moment. Um, we've got, what, a league game against Wolves away. I mean, I could just, I just don't feel like we're going to go there and win. There's no signs at the moment that fill me with confidence that we're going to go there and. And when I, you know, I'd even just, you know, I'd take a scrappy win off someone's backside as a 1-0 win to go there just to get back to winning ways. But I'm just, I'm not full of confidence at all. Um, players coming back does, doesn't look great. You've got two days or three days left in the transfer market. We're not going to do anything. We all know that. Um, I, I, and that's what something I just want to touch on. Um, you know, there's, there's deals that are getting made this month that I question why the football club aren't going in. Weston McKenney's one, he's going to Leeds on loan for the rest of the season with an obligation to buy from Juventus. He'd be perfect. He's perfect age. He's tenacious. He's a work-hard midfielder. I don't understand why we're not in for a little shout on that, you know. And this is this these sort of little decisions off the field uh, aren't filling me with hope again. Um, you've got the questions around the ownership. At the moment, which is splitting the fan base, it just all feels a little bit bleak at the moment, and we need a performance on the pitch that's going to change things. Um, fingers crossed that's Wolves because it wasn't there today. Um, and then obviously we go into the derby, and you know if we can't get three points in the derby, then we might as well all pack up and go home. Nothing really different to report on Liverpool at Brighton today in the FA Cup. Obviously, we've gone out the FA Cup, and was it was sorry like watching two teams who were just marginally in the top half of the table brighton more of the sum of the parts and liverpool considerably less and the i suppose the only positives that liverpool can take out of the game that they weren't totally dominated as they were against brighton in the same fixture in the league only a few weeks ago to start with any positives that there is out the game liverpool counter-pressed to a much better extent and through a few opportune moments of counter-pressing they were able to generate some really good opportunities not necessarily always came to a shot at goal but were able to win the ball back high and then be in an in a situation where they could hurt the opposition 
albeit they didn't pick the right pass or have the right execution on the final shot or delivery. But in terms of the organisation, it was much better, albeit it couldn't have got much worse than at Brighton a few weeks ago. And obviously that has helped with the, the current midfield personnel who seems to be getting the nod at this moment in time. And we've seen a, a deterioration when changes were made in the second half in which Brighton were able to play through a little bit easier and again, get into some good areas. And eventually you couldn't really be grudge Brighton, Brighton winning the game. Liverpool are what they are at the moment, a very average football team, both with and without the ball. And I think that was shown up again albeit I'm, I'm trying to look at sort of a marginal sort of positive from the game which is pretty hard to take at the moment and that's the one I'll go for the fact that they did counter the press to, to a decent degree and, and through that counter press and it resembled more of the old Liverpool in which they were able to then be able to get into into decent areas and maybe that's one of the reasons why Cody Gakpo is potentially playing in that central role at this moment in time Many of the opportunities that Liverpool did create when they forced turnovers were from Gakpo taking up decent positions to stop passes going into the midfield section of the of Brighton's team, and Liverpool were able to spring from there with compressed distances with the midfield, then able to win it back. As I say, the the final choice or delivery just wasn't good enough, and that is, I suppose, the the reason I can see that Gakpo's potentially playing in this role at this moment in time because. He does look a player who's more inclined to come towards the ball. Liverpool, we know, have had problems this season. And maybe one of the big problems the Klopp's identified is the change in the profile of that number nine, having Darwin Nunes, who's less inclined to have that defensive assurance in his position and to be able to cut off passing lanes like Roberto Firmino has done in his throughout his Liverpool career. Maybe he sees Gakpo as that sort of player. And also with Gakpo being able to come towards the ball and take up more deeper positions which are more reflective of how Liverpool used to play with Firmino as that nine and a half and that's all I can see at this moment in time about the thought process about about playing Gakpo in that role because obviously with Gakpo playing that role again it ended up with Harvey Elliott on the left hand side and again although he scored a goal I mentioned this last week and went into the, the, the reasons you know the profile of the player the fact that he's a left footed player playing on that right-hand side, which changes the, the way Liverpool have always played and the dynamics of that role, not being able to run in behind. I don't really understand that at this moment in time. As I say, that might seem silly considering he scored a goal and Liverpool generated some success from turnovers in the first half, but I really don't see that as being the way forward with the personnel that Liverpool have got up the top end of the pitch. I don't see that being a, a match, really, that you would play Gakpo in that central role and Elias out on that left-hand side. Salah should be the central player with Gakpo on the left, surely, with Elliot on the right, but we covered that last week. And then another thing we covered last week was Darwin Nunes then coming onto the field and playing off the left-hand side. Now, I really I really don't understand it. Like I say, the only reason I can see is that Klopp's trying to mimic them movement patterns of Firmino and Gakpo, both with and without the ball, and sees Nunes then, and for the time being, I suppose, in Luis Diaz and Jota's absence, making them runs in behind. But for me... Nunes has to play as a centre-forward. He's a player that you need to keep away from the game. He, he's a player who's gonna got to give you the height in the team, look to be the highest player in Liverpool's team too often on that left-hand side. He's having to come short and get involved in the game and play in non, more non-threatening areas. You know, where you want Darwin Nunes is doing his work all inside the 18-yard box, which I don't think brings the best out of him in that position. And 
it's that sort of model thinking which which does worry me a bit because I normally like to think that I can sort of predict how Klopp will select his sides and the profiles of the players that he'd want in certain positions and the thought process behind it. But yeah, it does just make it a little bit complicated to understand at this moment in time on the highest line of the pitch. But now listen, they aren't the only issues with Liverpool. We know this. I mean, Stefan Bajcetic has came in and done a good job for a teenage player. But I think it shows where Liverpool are at this moment in time that he's getting entrusted to be a starter where, don't get me wrong, doing doing very well for his age, but not, not in standouts, as you wouldn't expect from him. And it just sort of shows you the rest of the players' levels who can play that deeper position in Henderson and Fabinho, obviously being miles off it and again when they, they came onto the field of play today. And the fact that Bajcetic is getting a run of games despite, for me, not being at the physical or footballing level to be at the required level to play that position for Liverpool at this moment in time. So so major problems, major problems. And we've seen the impact, obviously, with Cater and, and Thiago going off late in the game and how that potentially exposed Liverpool and then distances becoming more apparent after that. So, yeah, more, more problems there. And again, Liverpool just weren't good enough to keep out the opposition at the back end of the pitch. Obviously, that starts from the front. So as much as I'm saying they counter-pressed better and got into better opportunities, ultimately... All the units of the team didn't do well enough and allowed Brighton opportunities within the game to go, to go on and win it. As, as I say, the only, I suppose, good things you can take out of it is they just weren't cut open at will like they were a few weeks ago. Um, so it's difficult. It's really difficult at the moment. Liverpool obviously go out the FA Cup. The only thing you could say about that if you were looking on the positive side is is that I suppose it just gives them more preparation time, less things to focus on for the league campaign, which is at a desperate stage at this moment in time. But I said it last week and I'll say it again, I don't see Liverpool getting in this top four. The way they're playing, the non-cohesiveness of the side, the non-cohesiveness of selections at this moment in time. And, you know, people can go all they like about Liverpool potentially going on a run, but they're, not, they're just not playing well enough. They, they're not in a position where they're good enough to be able to do that. They're a mid-ranking Premier League team. It's reflected in the underlying numbers and it's reflected out on the pitch at this moment in time. So not much, much positive you can take from today's game. And I see it continuing to be a struggle from from week to week at the moment. You've been listening to the post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel.